Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Oz Tells All podcast. Thank you, Scott, coming on, to, on today. Thank you, Oz, for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Today we're talking about Washington State Cougar football, my favorite subject today, as a Husky, <laughs> as a, as a Husky fan. But, Scott, <laughs> tell us about your, your background on the Cougar program today. Well, uh, my, my background is, uh, is uh, I was uh, born and raised a Cougar fan. Um, I say Washingtonian by birth, Cougar by the grace of God. And uh, I, I graduated from <laughs> WSU in, in 2007 and uh, was fortunate enough to uh, own season tickets and, and be a part of uh, the, the Cougar basketball team while I was uh, in Pullman, um, but stayed mm-hmm. uh, very close with football the entire time. That's cool. And uh, can you just tell us about your thoughts on last season and going into this year as well? Sure. Uh, last season was was so was such a, a different year. I mean, when you look at the overall record, uh, eight and five, uh, excuse me, eight and five, and, um, and and the way things kind of turned out at the end is a little bit sour. But you know, after you start zero and two and lose to an FCS team, lose at Boise State by three, um, and then you start kind of rolling off some wins, uh, beating Oregon and Stanford, I, I think that it just kind of balanced itself out. So. Um, obviously disappointed to lose to Minnesota in a bowl game, but um, hopefully uh, that lights a fire under the guys this year and they come back. What is the key for for this year to you know to go over the top this year in Pullman? I'm sorry, what was that? What's the key for this year to go the to go over the top? Well, you know, nine nine wins, nine wins. How do you get over the top there? Well, I, I think that the key is going to be obviously to. And I know that's old coach speak, but to, to really take it one uh, game at a time. I mean. Starting with Montana State, yeah. I mean, it would be it'd be really difficult to, to lose to an FCS team for the third straight year. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, just just win the ones that you're supposed to, and then and then uh, get uh, squeak out a couple of the ones that you might not be you know might not might not be supposing you know, supposed to win, but you'll you'll get there. Sure. So on that subject, my, our buddy John Johnny Riff wants to know um, what's your Depending on how, how, why does WSU have an, have an issue beating the small schools, but, but then going in and beating the tough schools in the Pac-12? You know, it's, it's funny because I, I think there's 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 two things that might be at play, and one is obviously overlooking the opponent, which there's no need for that because I think in in modern day, yeah. you know, football and basketball, everybody is 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 on a relatively uh, equal playing field. I think Eastern Eastern last year. Had uh, had mm-hmm. some incredible starters. I mean, they they some Pac-12 level starters, and I won't uh, won't name my source, but uh, source down in uh, <laughs> in Berkeley says that uh, Eastern's quarterback last year could start could start for Cal. I mean, they, they they've got some serious studs, and you see Cooper yeah. Cup on on um, yeah uh, in, in the NFL Durant. this year. So, but then you yeah. also have yeah. you know Portland State Portland State the year before. Um, I think they they did a great job of of kind of wasting the clock and then um, you know forcing us into some really poor decisions. So, I think you know mm-hmm. it, it, we obviously losing two in a row. I think uh, they're going to be focused and ready to go for week one. Absolutely. Now going forward, do you think it's better in their interest to, to schedule better teams than like the small FCS goal? You know, it, it's tough to say. Uh, theoretically, you just want to be able to, to get to count your three non-conference wins and then kind of build those up. I mean, obviously, I don't think WSU is traditionally thought of as a as a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. I mean, possibly, possibly five yeah. years from now, they'll they might want to, yeah. uh, you know, they'll maybe want to schedule higher. But uh, at this point, I just mm-hmm. say take your three three out of conference and and go on from there. 
Absolutely. Now, Luke Falk, even the Husky fan, he's something special when he's healthy. Um, what do you think of him at the next level and also his pro prospects going forward? It's, it's tough to say. Uh, everybody always points to the air raid offense as the reason why Luke Falk won't succeed at the next level. Uh, but I think you, there's enough cases in the NFL where you see guys from different, type, different yeah. style of offenses. I mean, Cam Newton just had like – you, you, yeah, Mariota, exactly. I mean, you hold up a finger and that's the players they would run. You know, like it's just it, there, there's no yeah. there's no reads or anything like that. So I think with, with Luke, I, I think it's the decision-making. I think um, if he gets a little bit stronger, hopefully um, he'll be able to, to kind of make some of those uh, those throws that have been good in the past but make them great this year. Um, and then also just mm-hmm. be able to kind of see the field a little bit better. You know, as a senior quarterback, uh, senior quarterbacks in Leach's uh, system have, have uh, seemed to do fairly well. So uh, we're kind of counting on okay. that this year. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, I'm not sure if his injury passed, but I know he was hurt last year. Was, does, he have a, does he have a history of injuries in the past? Yeah, I, you know, he, he, gets, uh, he, he takes some shots. He gets a little dinged from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, think, I think if any WSU fan were to tell you, they, get, they worry about the poor guy's neck. I mean, it just sometimes yeah. looks like he's a bob- bobblehead out there. Um, so, but right. you know what? He's a he's a resilient resilient guy. I mean, playing as a as a redshirt freshman, um, you know, I think uh, taking over for Connor Halliday, I think he really learned to to take his to take his shots, to pick and choose when he's uh, going to, yeah. to going to go down versus you know picking up those extra couple yards. So, absolutely. Now, when you when you have universities in Pullman, a very small city town, let's just say called a town, that's what it is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. middle of nowhere, what's the pitch at Washington State? And also, the second part of that question is, how do you um, overcome Peterson and, and David Shaw in the Pac-12 to, you know, get over that hump there and recruiting? Well, you know, I, I think that uh, WSU has kind of been on its own in terms of recruiting. I, we don't We don't necessarily mm-hmm. go up against the – the USC's and the UW's and, yeah. and Oregon's of the world because Pullman is such uh-huh. a different different atmosphere. I mean, if you were to go and talk to a kid from L.A. and say, hey, we want you to come to a town of 20,000 people and we want you to, you know, come, come in and be an hour and a half away from the nearest metropolitan area, um, that's a tough sell because they have grown up yeah. in the metro area and all that. So, obviously, I think Seattle yeah. has, uh, has is an easier draw that way. Um, but I think the pitch is yeah. – when you go into a, a place like Los Angeles and, and maybe a, an area where it's a little bit more dangerous, uh, it's easy to sell mm-hmm. a small town atmosphere. The number, I, I believe it was the number eight safest um, college town in the entire country. And to be able to mm-hmm. focus on your, focus on your academics, focus on football mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, be there for four or five years and either, you know, move mm-hmm. on and play in the NFL or get your degree and, and go and do something else. So, I think that's the that's the sell. Right. But like I say, you know, we're we're not we're not uh, we're not talking apples to apples necessarily in terms of recruits, and we, we get our fair share of, of right. three and, and you know a few four stars here and there. But we really have done yeah. well in the past when we rely on those two star guys to really develop and and uh, and to be good, and that's exactly what Boise State did. So um, yeah. you know that's that's kind of the model. Now I'm not familiar with WSU under Mike Leach and a post um, college. Are there are there recruits that come out of there to play in the NFL right now? Yeah, I mean, well, if you take a look at uh, at, at the positions that have been the strongest for for Leach in the next level, you would think quarterback. 
Um, but, you know, re- realistically, Graham Harrell and, uh, and maybe a few uh-huh. others have, have had good seasons and then gone on to play a year or two in the NFL as backups. Um, the receiving core is probably the one that gets the most notoriety. I mean, Michael Crabtree and Wes Welker and all those guys. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the right. offensive linemen, I think the offensive linemen actually don't get enough mm-hmm. due um, for, for, their, for yeah. their size and their skill. I remember back in the day watching a, 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 Texas, a, a Texas Tech game, and across the line, oh, I think yeah. they went six, six, eight, and six, nine, and all th- over three forty. And I'm like, man, those guys are huge. And thinking back to the Paul Wolf days at WSU, you know, the the <laughs> offensive line was about six, six, four, and two seventy. So I mean, it's it's quite the difference yeah. in the in the level of recruit that Leach brings in versus what we've had before. Absolutely. And as you know, as a college student at WSU, you know that um, it's one of the, every year. It's all one of the top ten schools, the party schools. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think it helps, hinders, or doesn't help um, recruiting at, at WSU for football? I don't. I don't know that it. I don't know that it helps or hurts. Um, I, I think that a, a lot of those party statistics get a, get a little overblown. Um, and I and I always kind of say it's sins of the father. You know, like every year, the, the <laughs> legendary stories of our, you know, of of people our parents' age and stuff like that. They come back and they say, "Oh my gosh, we had." We would sneak kegs into the yeah. games, and we would do all this stuff. So it, it kind of gets overblown. Um, but having gone there myself, mm-hmm. I really think that uh, a lot of those are um, – look, you're an hour and a half away from Spokane, and you're four hours, four mm-hmm. and a half hours away from Seattle. So you're going to be you're, – you're hanging out with 15,000 of your yeah. closest friends and friends, all in yeah. the same town. Yeah. So you're going to be walking yeah. around, and you're going to be hanging out and doing stuff. So and it's not like – you know, exactly. during during the winter, during the winter, we're not Florida State. We're not uh, places that have a little bit nicer weather. It's not seventy. You know, it's not seventy right. and sunny all, all year. So, uh, you you kind of yeah. got to do something to to keep the um, keep the doldrums out. <laughs> and got to keep, keep nice and warm too, I guess, too with that, all that beer yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> absolutely. There's been um, a lot of players came through this program, and all coaches came through this program. Who do you think? Maybe the best one or two coaches and quarterbacks that come through Washington State. You know, it, it's it's funny when you talk about Washington State history, you think, oh, there's there's got to be somebody out there that would be just you know a, a record setter and, and some, probably not record setter, <laughs> but you know, there's a, you could go yeah, all the way yeah. back and do Lone Star Deets. He was uh, the only coach to win a national championship at WSU. He only had two losses on his you know in his three years that he was there. Um, but you know that's that's just I, I like to think of coaches in terms of modern day sta- standards. And so yeah, for yeah. you know since since 1970, we really only had one coach that has put up um, yeah. you know a, a plus 500 number, uh, but also <laughs> taken us to two yeah. Rose Bowls, and that's Mike Price. And so you yeah, you kind of got to go Price. Mike Price on that. And then potentially, the I mean, pre- with, the, with, pre- with, the pre-Alabama days, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna leave that one alone. Uh, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah. We, we appreciate yeah. Price for what he did. Obviously, did, did not beat the for Huskies sure. nearly as many times as we had hoped, and, and some of those teams that were pretty oh. good. But um, you know, it just Shoot. it is what it is. So, but the the, the nice thing yeah. is, I think we've got a coach right now, and Mike Leach, that uh, that might might possibly be able to take over price and ter- when it's all said and done in terms of overall victories and, and, uh, and get to those key bowl games. So, so in terms of coaches, I would say price and, and possibly leech uh, in quarterbacks, you really got to look at, mm-hmm. um, I think four and one is Jack Thompson. Two yeah. is Drew Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. Three is Ryan leaf and four is Jason Gesser. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say there's four is because yeah. Jack Thompson really, you know, the throw and Simone kind of put us on the map in terms of what, 
a pro-style quarterback might look like from WSU. Uh, Drew Bledsoe obviously being the number one overall pick in the uh, the NFL draft. Uh, Ryan Lee leading us to the Rose Bowl, and then Jason Gesser kind of starting Mm -hmm. to spearhead with uh, two two 10-win seasons and a Rose Bowl on his way out. So um, any one of those four I'd be happy with. You could make a case, honestly, for for either one. Um, But uh, I I would go with four. (laughs) Can Luke Falk like in the con- in the conversation? If he has a good year this year, can he get in that in that conversation there? For I, I think so. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. I think I think there's there's room for him up there. I mean, anytime you talk about somebody that's closing in on Pac-12 records for passing yards and pa- uh, passing touchdowns, uh, I think you've got to include them in the list. And, and like when you when you come up with any list for any quarterback or coach, you you have to have statistics to be able to point to it. And like, you know, Drew Bledsoe being the number yeah. one overall pick and, and Ryan Leaf being the number two pick and finishing third in the Heisman and all that kind of stuff. You can point to those things and say those mm-hmm. are stats. And Luke Luke obviously mm-hmm. has won some games and gone to a couple bowl games and, and so that's been that's been really nice. But if you had a third bowl game and yeah. another, you know, nine, ten win season and some stats to back it up, I think he absolutely deserves to be in that top four or five. Absolutely. Um now Mike Leach, um came in as a highly touted coach from Texas Tech. Um, but in recent years, he's been the hot seat, not sure locally, but I know nationally he's been talked about. Um, do you think he's long for this job right now in Pullman? Oh, he, it, it, the, the town of Pullman is his oyster, and he, he can do whatever he needs to right now. You know, I think when, when you take a look at the roster and the overall talent and stuff like that, and we talk about you know guys that have come in with, with the stars next to their name, I, I tend to look at the recruiting aspect more of who do they have offers from? Are they, are they, you know, offers from Harvard and, you know, a couple small schools and, you know, things that have really good uh, education or are they, um, are they football schools? Or, you know, do they have the pedigree to be able to go up against mm-hmm. Colorado or something like that? So I think you look at the talent overall, the size overall, I think that he's brought, he's kind of changed, changed everything around. So when you take a look at those first couple of years and what we had, um, versus uh, versus what we have now, I think he's totally flipped the roster, and I think that he's uh, he's about as far away from the hot seat as you can be. Okay, that's good to hear. Um, now, Mike Leach again, um, his play calling from what I've seen from afar, it's like uh, in the NFL with the Panthers Rivera. It's like uh, you never know what he's going to do. I mean, it's it's reckless. Um, does it does it play well at in, in, in the college level right now? In the well, and and here's I think here's a little bit of a misconception too about what Leach does. He'll signal play call into Luke Falk, and it's 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 usually a passing play. But then it's Luke's it's Luke's um, responsibility to read the defense and check down to a run. So we, you know we, we might say you know four verts or something like that, and and you know you could just have all four guys streak down the field. Um, but if the if the defense is, is, you know, has a three-man front and they're, you know, looking really vulnerable to the run, he should check to that. And I think you'll see in our stats uh, from our running backs uh, the last several years, it's really trending more towards um, being able to get to that, to that run, um, you know, run style of offense versus just throwing it 80 times. And so I think that comes, uh, you know, obviously Leach, Leach wants to be able to be the ultimate uh, uh, player's coach and to be able to turn the, all the power over to the player. So that's it's up to Luke to get to the to the to the run there. Um, but uh, like you said, I mean, mm-hmm. shoot, you, you got to do something different. You got you have to run your style. Yeah. Um, otherwise, everybody's going to be running the same thing and doing the same. Your your tendencies would be picked up more. So 
I, I, I think it, I think it works in, in Pullman for sure. What do you think of his late game, um, you know, play calling in, in like in late two minutes to go when it's like they lose a game because like he just go for two, not go for the tie. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there's, I think as a fan, there's always going to be instances or games where you just, you just kind of scratch your head and say, what were you thinking? But, you know, yeah. overall, overall, you, you know, you take the, 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 uh, the entirety of the game and the, and the play, and then you say, well, this is, you know, it shouldn't have come down to this or, or whatnot. I, and I always think back to that Colorado State uh, game in, in the New Mexico Bowl when, when we're up, you know, by a couple touchdowns and Colorado State is trying to strip the ball and, and Connor Halliday mm-hmm. goes to a read option and ends up fumbling mm-hmm. the ball because it gets because <laughs> that's the first time he can ever yeah. run that play. And, and so you just go, yeah. well, was that a leech thing or was that a quarterback thing? And so I, I – Late right. in games, I, I yeah. want him to take some a little bit more responsibility for for things and to be able to say, "All right, guys, I know I'm signaling signaling in a, a, a run pass option here, but let's run the ball. Let's yeah. let's kind of let's salt this thing away." And I think Falk has actually done a better job of that. You know, understanding the, yeah. the time, how many timeouts they have, all that kind of stuff. It pays off. It's like always oh, a genius reason. It's like oh. Why did you do that? You know, it's like yeah, it, it, it works it, out. It's great. It's not. It's like you're, you're an idiot. You know. Yeah. Well, and, and trust me, be, being a, being a cougar, um, we, we've uh, we had a we had an entire decade <laughs> of uh, of just yeah. awful. I mean, the the whole Paul Wolf era was was four was uh, nine oh. nine wins and forty losses. So you you tend to you tend to second guess a lot of things uh, when that happens. So <laughs> that is uh, that is a rough decade. That is rough. That is yeah. a rough decade for sure. Yeah. Um, going into the season, um, who? Who or a couple guys that you could think of off the top of your head would be the X factor coming into the season? Well, I think really relying on our seniors and our and our veteran guys. I mean, we've got a, a preseason AP All American le- uh, left guard in Cody O'Connell, um, and and he's not. Uh, I mean, he's he's huge. He's six eight and three fifty. Uh, we've got a left tackle named Andre Ooh. Dillard, who's a, who's actually a junior. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. and then um, on the right side we have a Cole, Cole Madison. So. I think pro football focus rated WSU in the top three offensive lines in the entire country. So if these guys can keep uh, the running backs healthy and keep Luke Falk up upright, that'd be great. Obviously when you talk about a Mike Leach team, you always have to look at that defense and what they're coming after you at. And yeah. uh, um, Hercules Mata'afa is a, is a name to, that uh, people probably started to recognize last year, but he's uh, He's, uh-huh. he's a beast. Um, he's the pro football focus's top returning most produ- or most productive pass rusher. Uh, in the Pac-12, and I think mm-hmm. he's top five nationally. So um, this, uh, his pressures mm-hmm. on the quarterback that lead to sacks are, are, uh, are second to none in the Pac-12. And then on the other side, I think a guy that's ready to break through is a guy named Nandi Aguayo. Um, he wears number 30 on his mm-hmm. back. They call him Nom Nom 30. So uh, if you hear that on SportsCenter, don't be surprised. Uh, he's a true sophomore, um, <laughs> okay. and uh, he's going to get a lot of opportunity to rush the, rush the quarterback and, and, and wreak havoc because I think most people are going to be focusing on Hercules and he'll be able to uh, to put some pressure on there. So, I mean, receiving wise, uh, we go eight to ten deep um, across the board, and mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll we'll run them until they can't run anymore. So, um, I mean, optimism. I'm not going to lie to you. Optimism is high. Probably the highest yeah. it's been since the 2002 season. Um, you know, it's been 15 mm-hmm. years since uh, we've been to a Rose Bowl. So, um, it's about uh, it's about time we get back there. There it will. Hope not, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Just kidding. Uh, anyways, uh, Bob Robertson, who who was the longtime play-by-play guy for um, the Cougars and also the Indians, as you know, because you are the voice in the P in the press box. Those those tones of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, what are some favorite mo- moments of him calling games that you can recall, possibly? Oh my gosh! I mean, there there are so many as a kid that you just you listen to because you know for for a while it was regional coverage on TV and we didn't you know every WSU game was not on TV so you had to really listen yeah. to, the, to the game on on the radio and and uh, I remember post college I was living on my girlfriend at the time's couch and and um, and just li- it wasn't even a, a necessarily a call but I remember uh, sitting out in the garage on the cold cement floor. Uh, listening to Bob Rob call the game, and I just it just felt like home. I mean, mm-hmm. his his voice, the, the yeah. way that he kind of set the scene um, o- over the years was was incredible. Um, the '97 Apple Cup um, com- comes to mind. Uh, the year that the the Cougars mm-hmm. went to the Rose Bowl. Um, there's just so many so many things that you just yeah. you can point to over over an entire career that uh, was was, was yeah. incredible. I feel the same about Bob Rondo, who's retiring this year. Um, he's sure. also one of the one of my favorite announcers. What about Bob Rondo as an announcer? No, oh, I I love Bob Rondo. I mean, his his voice yeah. is is so is so pure and so distinct. And I, and I'll tell you, Oz, and I'm sure you're you're you know similar to yeah. me in the the sense that sports is romantic. I mean, you you can fall in love with a yeah. team or a sport and just and really be enthralled mm-hmm. by it. So when you have that voice who who creates a picture for you that um that is you know it's second to none i mean you could it's either being there in person or having them create it for you and, and bob rondo bob robertson two of the best um and and uh I, you know even as, even as a coop fan I, I do i do enjoy me some bob rondo so i will miss him i'm the same i'm the same with bob robinson i'm same with bob yeah. robertson um how i'm not yeah i'm not sure how long it's been since he's been out of the booth but um, how does the new crew have to fit in and make a, make the name for themselves at Washington state? Just hard shoes to fill there. It's, it's really hard shoes to fill. And, and fortunately enough for, for the new crew that's in there, Matt Chaz and Alan Jason Gesser, they, um, they weren't the first to be able to take over for Bob. We had Bud Namick right after, uh, Bob was, was, yeah. uh, was asked to kind of do a co, co, um, a co-chair thing. And so uh, Bud did a great job. Um, but unfortunately the, the way that the, the, the college landscape has changed is that IMG college and, and all the other Learfield and all those guys, they, they come in, yeah. and they, they want somebody on the streets. They want, they want digital content. They mm-hmm. want media. They want all sorts of things. And so uh, when it kind of, when it came yeah. time for that, uh, Bud wasn't willing to, you know, Bud, Bud's got another job. He's, he's, you know, he's in Spokane. He's yeah. doing his KOI thing. And right. so it, it just made sense. And, and I and I think that people were really hard on on Chaz uh, the first year, um, but I think that he has gotten so good. And I, I, having worked with him yeah. at, at, uh, with WSU baseball, I can tell you he uh, he's the type of guy that once you know him, you, you're you're an instant fan because yeah. he has no he has no ego. He is no you know he he just wants to do the best by people, and uh, and he's he's done a great job. Really happy with him. That's great to hear. Where can they hear the games at? This, you know, where, 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 where they're on? You know, it's always funny because I, I think on uh, 920, um, 700, uh, mm-hmm. I think those are the, the two spots, and they seem to go back and forth. It, it really depends. It really yeah. depends on the day because, you know, certain coverages and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I, I think yeah. 920 typically is, uh, is the place to hear it. Got, gotcha. Good to know. Um, who are some freshmen to watch the season coming up? 
You know, in terms of I, one guy I'm really excited about is a guy named Jameer Calvin. Uh, he's a U.S. Army All-American. Uh, I believe he's one of the first um, Army All-Americans to, to come in um, and, and play for the Cougs, and he's a receiver, uh, just a, a ton of talent, very explosive, has done some really nice things through through camp. Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, that he can kind of step into that um, that backup, you know, backup receiver role, and then hopefully work his way into it. Um, and then there's, you know, gosh, there's so many guys. Renard Bell is another guy that uh, is very explosive, um, and uh, we've got some transfer guys too that I'm, I'm also, you know, pretty high on. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Connor Neville yeah. is a four-star, four-star quarterback who's going to be uh, hopefully sitting out this mm-hmm. year just to get his red shirt, get a get a feel for the, right. the offense and and all that. So, um, yeah, I, I would say. I would say between Calvin Bell and uh, Neville down the road, I think we're going to be in good hands. All right. Um, I know you lost some big receivers last year to the draft, and, and uh, I forget his name, but he was Gay Marks, right? Yeah, Gay Marks. Gay Marks. Lost him. Gay Marks. Mm-hmm. And was there one other guy that was a receiver that you lost last season? Yeah, yeah uh, River Cray, River Craycraft was was one of the best oh. slot receivers I've ever seen. Um, he he actually was. Uh, you know, if you, if you can envision the, the ideal third down receiver when you need six yards, yeah, that he's he's the guy that would yeah. be able to do it. He was a warrior, uh, tore his knee up, uh, unfortunately, uh, with a couple games left to go mm, in yeah. the season. So, um, sad to see him go. How do you replace those two guys on the offense? You know, it's uh, I think everybody always says, "Oh, next the next man up philosophy." You, you really can't replace guys like that. Yeah. I mean, guys that have an attitude like Gabe yeah. Marks that that just knows that he's good and can go out and do it, and a guy like River who is is just you know he's got some of the best hands you've ever seen. Um, it's impossible to replace mm-hmm. those guys. But I mean, uh, we, we've got a couple uh, sophomores and juniors that are going to be coming through, um, and uh, and a guy Tavares Martin Jr. Uh, Isaiah Johnson, Mack, they're both from, they're both Florida boys, um, and uh, Johnson Mack's got some size on him. I mean, I think he goes about six three and yeah. and two two ten. Uh, Des Des Patman, um, Asaph Winston, C.J. Demery, Kyle Sweet, and Robert Lewis. I mean, I, the, the list goes on and on. I mean, these guys are these these yeah. guys might not uh, might not be the prototypical receiver and and a lot of other offenses, but. For, for what they're asked to do at WSU and blocking and, and being able to kind of fit in space and take those bubble screens, I think they're they're going to be really good. Nice. Last couple of things I have for you here. Um, as you well know, Apple Cup is a big thing in the in the state of Washington. WSU and UW play every year, and um, UW just whips the ass out of uh, WSU, it looks like, a lot. <laughs> and um, my question to you is um, – when will they win again, WSU? <laughs> this year. This year, Oz. Are you, are you kidding? This, this, this year. And this year. And you know, it, it's, it's funny. It's funny because, um, you know, every year that the Cougs have, have a great team, um, you know, UW seems yeah. to steal, steal the thunder and swoop in yeah. there and, and uh, just kind of break our hearts. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's about time yeah. to return the favor, you know. And uh, I think you and I were talking uh, sure earlier. Yeah, well, yeah. this year could be very tough. I mean, obviously, obviously, Coach Pete's yeah. got things in the right direction over there. But, um, you know, I, I gosh, I, I think that there's got to be some evening out of the uh, of the Apple Cups, and yeah. and I just hope that one day UW kind of kind of pulls a uh, pulls a reverse and and doesn't want to play in Seattle anymore, just like they didn't they didn't let WSU play in Pullman. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, if you, if you think there, there's only been there's only been uh, thirty or so games played in Pullman, they were they were forced to play in Seattle, you know, six out of seven years. Uh, so you know, the, the, we the nineteen thirties uh, and forties were not a good time for WSU football. <laughs> so that was early, early on in the and early on, but that as modern era, it's been you know, I don't know, it's been lopsided at best. But that's, that's, that's besides the point. Um, what is your favorite or a couple favorite mo- moments in the Apple Cup for, for you as a Cougar fan? Well, obviously the the uh, the '97 win in Seattle um, mm-hmm. was a huge one with Ryan Leaf leading uh, leading the Cougs over um, yeah. over Brock um, Brock Heward's uh, Heward's Huskies, and I believe oh, my, Brock, my Brock threw. I think he threw four picks in that game, if I remember correctly. Three yes. to yes. Yes. three to freshman All American and, and uh, future NFL stud Lamont Thompson. Uh, that was that was an incredible one. Yeah. Um, obviously, the the yeah. one in 2012 where uh, we were WSU was down pretty pretty heavy, uh, and, and we ended up almost having a fat guy oh. touchdown to to end it um, with Keith Price throwing that interception. But um, you know those, those were yeah. two incredible games and. And obviously the 1992 snowball in Pullman um, with uh, against Mark yeah, Brunel Leon, and those guys. Uh, yeah, uh, Leon Bender was actually that 97 season. No, 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 no. That was oh, uh, the, 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 Drew, the Drew Bledsoe uh, throwing the ball into the end zone and, and two guys sliding for oh, it. Oh right. Yeah, that just oh, was. Yeah. A, it was a it was a blizzard, but uh, yeah, it was. It's a, it's a great. Absolutely. I, you know, and, and here's Last the thing, I, and, and yeah. I, well, and I and I've kind of uh, I've kind of changed, you know, my my mindset towards mm-hmm. the Apple Cup. I, I just used to get all all sorts yeah. of upset and angry. <laughs> just yeah. you know, everybody would say, "Oh, oh no. WSU is just a just a farm school. You guys are a bunch <laughs> of hicks." You know, I ninety <laughs> East is that way. All that kind of stuff. And, and yeah. so, you know, as right. I'm maturing, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a mature mm-hmm. guy now, Oz. Uh, so. Yeah, kids uh, <laughs> and stuff, wife, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, I, I've come to realize that it is just a football game, but I still hate the Huskies. Yeah. So that's that's where we're going. And I hate Tiggers, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> so um, th- this is going to work really well. <laughs> yes, and I'll so people don't know there know that um, we're going to have you on um, pretty much every week during the football season talk about the game, WSU game, and the uh, previous next game as well. Okay. Appreciate that for coming yeah. on. And um, do you have any closing thoughts um, come on this WSU team and going forward? You know, I, I think it's going to be a really fun, really fun season for for both uh, both Cougars and Huskies. I mean, this this year's the Cougs start at number twenty four in the AP Top twenty five poll. Um, as I said before, the highest probably, mm-hmm. probably the highest expectation since two thousand two. Uh, and, and one yeah. one thing that I'm really looking forward to uh, on this season, us is, is looking at our three running yeah. backs: Jamal Morrow, Gerard Wicks, and and uh, James Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they last year they put up over 2,600 yards and almost 30 touchdowns. So I think if we can get some some more production out of our running backs and, and really kind of um, you know kind of manage the game towards the end, I think uh, I think we could could be in for a very special season. I won't say a total on wins. Um, but if we start yeah. out anything other than four and one, um, I'd be very disappointed this year. Yeah. Um, do you think those running backs are on the scale of Tavon Coleman and Malice Gaskin? Yeah, I think they're very different running backs. I think Gaskin is uh, is, yeah. is a complete is the complete home run hitter, and Coleman is the thumper. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that Morrow yeah. and Wicks are 
I think Wix is more of a thumper, but I think, um, you know, what you're asked to do in college and, and NFL football now is not to be a straight, you know, you, you got to have, you can't just be a pure running back. I think they, the days of Adrian Peterson um, are, are kind of going away and you got, you, you need these running backs who can, can run, they can slash, they can block and they can catch. That's what you got to be able to do. And, uh, and that these, what right. these three guys can do. So I'm excited. Absolutely. And do you have any plugs you want to plug anything, anything you're doing, uh, social media wise, you want people to follow you anywhere? You know, uh, you can follow me, um, on uh, Instagram at Scott with two T's. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's spelled out Scott with two T's, which is, which is kind of nice there for people that don't know how to spell Scott. Um, and then on, right. uh, on, on Twitter, gosh, what is my, what is my Twitter handle? Um, uh, it's, uh, at, at, no, it's, it's at two Scott to trot. So T O O Scott oh, two with, yeah, with one O and then trot. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't post, don't post a lot on there. Um, but, uh, you know, every once in yeah. a while I'll have a, I'll have a really handy WSU retweet that you can really take to the bank. So oh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I have definitely seen those. And as always, you can follow me on, on Twitter at, um, sorry, on Twitter at the podcast phenom and also on Instagram at the odds on sports. And if you want to catch the show, email us at Ozzy tells all at gmail.com. That's O Z Z I E tells all at gmail.com. Once again, Scott, thanks for coming on today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Oz, for having me. I appreciate it, man. Um, talk, 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 talk. See you, bud. Bye.